It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Tiger Talk with Pat Caputo and the radio voice of the Detroit Tigers, Dan Dickerson. This one is gone! On Tigers Radio, 97.1, the ticket. Four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven is the phone number. Pat Caputo, along with Dan Dickerson, our season finale. Pat, this is it. This is it. Well, you're headed down to spring training. <laughs> I'm, Looks like I'm, I'm heading to the nice Horizon League the, tournament. Nice send off at the end of the week. Six yeah. to ten you get to hang out with Ken Cal, maybe at Joe <laughs> Lewis. Head to the Horizon League tournament. You're gonna be down spring training, hanging out with those palm trees, visiting Lake Parker where the wind blows off there, but there's more buildings and stuff there. Keeps the wind off it. Now, it will be interesting to see that, that uh, building in right field in terms of once it's completed, how it will affect the wind. Because there's one thing you can count on. It's almost always windy. Blowing in, blowing out, something is blowing <laughs> at Joker Merchant Stadium. Well, you know, I tell everybody this. Uh, you know, I've spent, I, I, between spring trainings that I covered and uh, going down there in the summer, when I used to go down there in the summer, watch the Lakeland teams play, and uh, I've spent, uh, Two and a half, three years of my life living in Lakeland, the actual town of Lakeland. And it's a great place to go to. It's an iconic place. Uh, the Tigers, I hope they're there forever. And uh, it's a city that's grown a lot from the first time I went there. It was just a one Hooters town when I went there. But, uh, and you'd have, uh, you know, well, I forget, but there was like one restaurant and uh, they didn't have the big, uh, you know, uh, toll road there and all these different things. But uh, it's a beautiful place. It really is. I mean, I'm biased, but when they redid it in, what was it, 03, 04, right. it redid Joker March, and the, the style of it, the architecture is beautiful, the Berman left. I mean, it's, it's, it's the best setting for baseball. And there are other newer ballparks in Florida, but that's the best setting right. for spring baseball in, in Florida. There's no question. And I do love, you know, you guys have your first game. And there's a distinct sound of the, uh, the game from Lakeland. It's different than when you guys are on the road. I don't know what it is about that, but uh, it is something that's very special. It goes back to when Ernie was doing the games. And, you know, we were growing up, I remember hearing uh, those type of things. And just the reports from spring training. And, you know, uh, you can't get enough of somebody stretching at this time of the year. <laughs> <laughs> or throwing about 50 pitches in, hey. a, in, a, in a bullpen. Since pitchers and catchers reported, since our last show, pitchers and catchers reported, full teams reported, so far, everything is looking good. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Optimism is very high, Pat. Well, that first day of the full uh, you do You camp. do kind of smile, don't you? Yeah, like I Like you said, we all, we all, everybody's just looking for a guy, hey, this guy's stretching and he looks good. Looks good. <laughs> or somebody who always has a good bullpen, never a bad one. Wouldn't that be great if you saw the first week? Oh, he had a terrible bullpen. Terrible bullpen. Second session out, and he looked terrible. Threw 50 pitches, and they all had a hump on him. None, none of them hit like 80 no miles bite. an hour. No bite at all. But it's a, it's a, it's a classic thing. I, 
you know, I, I used to take it for granted, you know, and I, I used to go down there every year and I'd say, oh, man, you know, I got to go down, you know, for seven weeks or whatever and all that. And then, you know, I've come to understand that, uh, you know, that was very special to, to be able to do that, a privilege, really. And, uh, you know, I remember talking to people that I would see and uh, they would be there the first time and they would almost have tears in their eyes, you know, going there. It's just, it reeks baseball. It's a very, very special thing. But I can't wait. Uh, for the start of the baseball season, and this is the time of the year. Annabelle Sanchez will join us at 745 today. Um, uh, The Tigers pitchers on the bounce back, but the Tigers have a number of players that are on the bounce back from injuries and other things. Uh, uh, Verlander, uh, the second half was good. Cabrera uh, coming back from uh, a season where his power numbers weren't good. He won the batting title, and people said he had a subpar year. Um, Victor Martinez, number of – of players that fall into that category. And the question is, national pundits picking the Tigers, USA Today 4, Sports Illustrated 16th best team. Most most predicting somewhere 78 to 81 wins. Yeah, not not uh, the 90 Not even wins. over 500. And, uh, you know, so tonight we're going to do our predict, projections. People have been waiting for this ever since our first show in January, I yeah. know, because we, that we, was we, so we, dead we, on we, last year. We've been, te- <laughs> we've been teasing this from that, and uh, we haven't gotten to it. And, man, so the requests have been just going off the charts. I will say this, and I've said it before, it's a fun exercise uh, just to try to predict a win total for a team because what it does is make you look at the individual parts, figure if the sum total can be more than just the, the individuals, like Kansas City, I think, does that. But I think the Tigers have a ton of talent, and if you figure out war for each player, and if you're accurate, you can be pretty dead on with your yeah. prediction for wins. And that's what I try to do. But, again, it's a useful exercise because some teams can't possibly get to 90 wins. Well, with some, the guys somehow, they have on their somewhere, team. based on your prediction last year, the Tigers are going to have to come up with 19 more wins above their place. Because <laughs> you had them win in 93 last I did. year. They won 74. And they won 74. <laughs> I think I had them like 88 But I'll talk about how I came up with the number. Yeah. and uh, Because, again, it, try it at home and write it down now. Don't write it down in June. Write it down now, and, uh, and then we can compare notes uh, next January. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. How many wins do you think the Tigers will have, and why? And I would love to hear from fans. Just you know, what what has you most excited about this season? What would be your concern about what would prevent them from getting to the postseason? Because right now, that is certainly the goal. That is the expectation, even for a seventy four win team. Obviously, the they, they want to win the World get Series, get back to the postseason, and win a World they Series. They expect that. So, what what gives you reason for hope? What are you most excited about? And maybe uh, you know, what are the things that give you pause, and why you think it might not happen? We'd love to hear from you. Um, I think I think there it, it has. Sometimes I've been less optimistic than the projections and the pundits, uh, but I, far more than most people uh, this year nationally. I don't know how people feel locally. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. Uh, is the phone number. I don't want sound like a slappy or anything, but I wrote this in my column, uh, the Oakland Press, and, you know, I'll say this uh, here. I, I, th- I expect the Tigers to win 90-plus games and win their division this year. I think they're the best team in the division. I think a lot of people are saying this is a great division. I don't see it as being a great division. I know Kansas City won the championship. They won the pennant the year before, and they have an outstanding lineup. And their bullpen, without Holland being Holland, it may be not the same, but pretty good. You oh, know, I think it's still really it's good. It's really good. 
And uh, obviously it was last yeah. year. But, man, they had a lot of that uh, pennant charm last year. They get a lot of comebacks. I don't see them making and ratcheting it up again. They were driven last year by their loss in Game 7 the year before in the right. World Series. I don't Without think there's question. any question. They talked about it all year. It was a focus from day one, and it's amazing what happens when you have that focus from day one and it drives you all year. There's no question. So the question becomes, will that? What will, what will it be this year? Obviously defending the title will be the theme, but – you do wonder because I don't think there's any question it provided that motivation and added to their win total and resulted in the win. I don't think any of it's going to matter if they're starting pitching isn't any good, and I don't think their starting pitching is that good. Um, The other thing is uh, I don't see the Indians as being this big threat. I mean, you never know. The White Sox, I don't understand the love for the White Sox. I do not understand. The one prediction I will make, the Tigers will be better than the White Sox, and I think by significant margin. They throw those lefties out there. I don't don't give a a damn how good Sale and Rondon is. I think the Tigers will hit them, too, because they'll rake against left-handed pitching uh, with the way their lineup is. And also, um, you know, Minnesota, interesting team. Uh, You know. uh, Team to uh, watch, no question. You know, and. Because of the young talent. They do have a lot of young talent. And but the yeah. rotation still is a low strikeout rotation. It's hard to have a really good rotation when you're all low strikeout. Right. And bullpen's good. I like their bullpen. Yeah. You know, and, you know they, they got a good closer. All these teams, you know, their closers are acceptable uh, for sure. And in the case of Kansas City, off the charts. And, you know, you look at Perkins. He, you know, he comes in there throwing 93, 94, 95, hits 97. Pretty good, even though he's in his uh, 30s. Uh, his fastball is still big time. So I like Minnesota in a lot of ways. But the pundits don't like Minnesota that much. That's a team that won 83 games last year, and they're acting like Paul Molitor was some kind of miracle worker. Well, he, but, just, he just there's a lot of credit for a team that clearly overperformed. Yeah, especially the way where they finished offensively in terms of batting average on base, slugging, Pitching, I mean, all the numbers are kind of middle of the pack, mediocre. To finish above 500, I thought was an amazing. And they got off to a horrible start right. and recovered from it. They, people remember looked how like the did. worst team in baseball. Ever. Well, they were the first week when the Tigers played them. Thumped them. But anyway, two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. How do you feel about it? Love to hear from you. Annabelle Sanchez, join us at seven forty five tonight. He's Dan Dickerson on Packaputa. What's your prediction? Dan's going to give his. You know, he's going to try to top that 93 last. He was only <laughs> off by 19. I was not quite as off by as much, but I didn't expect him to win 74 games. We'll both give our predictions. But what do you, what do you think? How many wins are the Tigers going to get and why? Uh, 248-539-9797 is the phone number's Tiger Talk. A 97 won the ticket. Tiger Talk with Pat Caputo and Tan Dickerson on Tigers Radio. 97-1, the ticket. Fly ball, left field off the bat of McCann. This one's deep. Going back, Rasmus at the fence, leaping up, and it's gone! James McCann, number two, delivers the win in the bottom of the 11th. Tigers catcher James McCann, so we called him last year. James McCann do it. Not uh, bad. Your first career home run is an inside the parker. Your amazing. second career home run is a walk-off. You know what? Uh, and uh, looking at James McCann, there are a lot of things to really like about him. But one of the things, and we talked about this a little bit, um, going on metrically and how you look at things, James McCann was what? Uh, barely above a replacement player right. last year. Uh, didn't even have a 1.0 war. Now, what does that mean? It means he's got to tighten up some things, some base running things, some defensive things. Offensively, he was okay. The guy rakes against left-handed pitching, a 9.16 OPS. And he had a similar OPS, I think it was 9.42 against lefties in AAA the year before. Has to hit right-handers a little better, but 
You can see the desire and the athleticism. That's, that's exactly what you see. I mean, some guys just say, well, you're not sure. But with McCann, I'm pretty darn sure that this guy, with the way he works and, like you say, his athleticism, there was a lot on his plate last year, uh, he, he should be very good. I, I think he's terrific. I think he's going to be an all-star. I really do. You know, it wouldn't surprise me. You know, he reminds me. He's Not a big, this year, maybe, but, I mean, down the road at some he, point. He's a bigger uh, physically, but he reminds me a lot of Brad Osmus. When Brad Osmus was a player, versatile, uh, athletic, um, you know, kind of got that leadership quality. Yeah. You can see with James McCann, different type of personality than Brad. One's from, right. you know, the southwestern part of the country, went to Arkansas. The other one went to Ivy League and came from the north. Uh, east part of the country, but very similar uh, in the way they carry themselves, I think. If you saw Brad Osmus as a young player, I think he probably would have been very much like James. And he's going to benefit from having Brad Osmus as his manager. Uh, Already has, I think. I think he has. So. Uh, 248-539-9797. What's your prediction? How many games will the Tigers win and why? Uh, Leon, you're on 97, won the ticket. What's up, Leon? Yeah, hey, thanks for taking my call. Hey. And I'll First, I'd like to say, uh, Dan, love listening to you and Mr. Price, man. You guys put on a heck of a show. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. But um, I think, I know this seems outrageous, but I think the Tigers are going to win 92 games this year. All right. I like the number. What's, you know, what do you yeah. think is the, what is the key to getting there? I actually got several reasons if you want to hear them. But fire, fire off I, your big two or three. <laughs> Well, besides the awesome batting lineup that we have, as long as they're healthy, I think that we are just starting to see what Iglesias and Castellanos uh, have to show. I think they're just starting on. We're going to see good things from them. And also McCann and his leadership abilities, I think he's just getting started as well. That's my first one. And um, Verlander. Uh, you know, people kind of wrote him off. He didn't have such a great year. But if, if him and uh, Annabelle come back, even Verlander, even part of what he used to be, which I think we saw a glimpse of it towards the end of last season, I think those and one thing that nobody really talks about is Brad Osnes. I think uh, he got a bad rap. and But you know what? I think he took his lumps. And he probably learned a lot from that horrible season last year. And I think he's going to really make a difference this year that probably nobody expects. And that's my main reason. All right. I like him. Well, I think, uh, you know, Brad, uh, I defend Brad a lot after games because I think, Dan, uh, everything that goes wrong, put the blame on the manager. And I thought last year, yeah, yeah, you could question a few of those uh, decisions and all that, and maybe all of them. It's managers are they're in their that hot seat as you know to be second guessed. I'm cool with it, but you know sometimes Brad had a lot of damned if he do, damned if he don't decisions. When you have a bad bullpen, bullpen, it's hard to look like a good man, hard to be a good manager. It just yeah. is because so. it looks like every move you're making is wrong. And, and why did all... you leave Jabba Chamberlain in there? It's like, well. And or why didn't you take him out? <laughs> no, you take him out, and then what are you going to go that's to? That's right. You're what are you going to bring in Albuquerque for the seventh straight day, you know, or something. It was a little ridiculous last year, and I thought it got – and plus the starting pitching wasn't good. So we got a team that uh, is obviously lacking in an area, and the Tigers it was pitching. I don't think, you know, Brad Osmus uh, could have uh, put his hand – on somebody's head and uh, split the fish and divide the loaves and feed everybody with a bunch <laughs> of victories. Now, here this year, um, there is one thing, though, and we talked about a little bit 
I've talked about it a lot uh, in the last week or so is their lack of base running. Uh, that can be improved. Even their fast base runners were terrible base runners. How much do you put on the manager on that? Well, I think I think put it this way. I think the coaching staff can make a huge difference. Texas had a huge improvement last year. Went from a little above average to skyrocketing is easily the very best in the Bill James handbook, which is a great, it's the only analysis I've seen team by team. It's pretty simple, but it's, I think, a very good indicator of how strong a team is. Tigers ranked last, and I think we, we saw that. And it's looking at how often do you go first, how often do you take the extra base? But first to third is a great indicator of how good a base runner is. You don't have to have great team speed. And this is a fairly young team in terms of ghosts, and Castellanos and Iglesias in terms of major league experience, McCann, they all graded out below average on the base pass. They can all be better. Ghost was okay on the base pass, but he can be better stealing bases. And when you see Texas, their overall team speed is good. It's not great. But Adrian Beltre, 18 for 36 going first to third. He's a plus on the base pass at age 36. So it gets back to the know-how and how well you run the bases. Brad Austin was talking in September how he's going to emphasize it in the spring. Kurt Gibson is down there working as a special instructor. You can make it better just with better coaching. And I, I look for that this year. They were terrible last year, and it cost them wins. Yeah, and a lot of times, too, they get thrown out. They, bad timing, you know, the wrong time going. Two years in a row, they've, not staying, they've led the league in outs at, at home plate. And that's not all on Dave Clark. No. It's not. And uh, so it's not just in the thing that uh, kind of appalled me about it. And it did appall me in, in, a, in a baseball sense, not like, oh, my gosh, I'm appalled at their behavior type of thing. In a baseball sense, is even their guys that run well. Um, Jose Iglesias, terrible base runner metric. And he should not be. He's fast. He's fast. He's he doesn't, healthy. Doesn't steal bases, uh, gets thrown out a lot when he tries to steal, and doesn't go first to third, doesn't uh, score from second. Uh, it just not very aggressive. Uh, and also, James McCann, who's a terrific athlete for a catcher, bad base runner. Now, I understand it with some guys, but somebody like Castellanos needs to tighten that up. He's not fast, but he needs to tighten it up where he's not a liability running the bases. Ian Kinsler, who's a pretty fast guy, smart player, even. He had an off year. Just, I mean, he kept getting picked off, and it was, it was strange. Base because running, he's a very good base runner. He should be. You know, and he was not his usual self last year. And, you know, and then that's before you get into, you know what, did they drown into another double play? <laughs> I don't know I don't what you can about do that. about no, that. I, I don't think you can do a lot about that. You can be much better on the bases, and it's all about thinking about it before the ball's ever hit. If it's hit here, this guy's arm, where is he, where is he running? Is he running toward left center? The left fielder running toward left center. He's going to feel they have to turn and throw. I should be able to go first to third. Those kinds of things. And you see players the alert like base jo- runners can go – Get the extra base. Like Josh Donaldson has good metrics that way. You mentioned Beltre. The top players have good metrics that way. The Tigers need to. Uh, they're going to have a lot of right-handed hitters who don't run well, so you're going to hit into double play. So I, guess I really don't worry about that. I think Toronto was second to the Tigers, maybe 10-11 behind. Uh, Toronto scored like 1,000 runs last year. They did. I mean, they were, they were amazing. But they scored less runs than the Tigers hit into double play. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Seems like all the time it was – Ground ball to short, over to second for one, relay. Routine. Double play. <laughs> they were the most routine, too. Tigers, no runs. <laughs> one hit. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven is the phone number. Micah, you're on 97 one the ticket. What's up, hey, buddy? Hey, what's going on, Pat and Dan? Hi, Micah. Hey, um, I'm going to 
wait a while before I jump on that uh, slappy bandwagon. And I haven't forgot what they did last year. All they right. started out like a house of fire. 11 and Hottest 2. team in baseball for about three weeks. And then the wheels fell off. And then they finished dead last place. They got a lot to show me before I jump on the bandwagon. All right, you got to make year. your prediction. If, you, if we force you to make a prediction before opening day, where would you have them right now? Uh, right now, hmm. I would have to say somewhere between 85, maybe 91. All right. And, uh, Which I is think still above all that, national predictions so the far. Royals, they got a shot. I don't think the Royals were just all luck. I think that team was better than the Tigers last year. Oh. Give them some credit now. No, I do. I give them a lot of credit, and I think they're still the team to beat. Mm-hmm. Signing Kennedy and Gordon late uh, was big, and this is still a, a hugely – their base running, their defense, their bullpen give them an edge. Their offense is good enough, and the rotation will be good enough, I think. I think Pat has a valid point there, but they were 12th last year. Kansas City is a, is a team to beat until further notice. They're good. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. How many games will the Tigers win this year and why? Dan will give you his prediction coming up next. So will I. Uh, Annabelle Sanchez scheduled to join us at 745. This is Tiger Talk, and 97 won the ticket. Tiger Talk with Pat Caputo and Tan Dickerson on Tigers Radio 97.1. The ticket. Now the 1-0. Swinging a fly Uh-oh. ball center field. Austin Jackson's going back. He's looking up. Wow! Over the Camberwell and straightaway center. J.D. Martinez with a bomb to straightaway center. Two-run home run. And the Tigers close to within 2-5-3. 238 bombs by J.D. Martinez last year. He joined us last week here on Tiger Talk. Coming up 745, we'll talk to Annabelle Sanchez. Uh, Pat Caputo, Dan Dickerson. Uh, how many games do you think the Tigers will win and why? Uh, 248-539-9797. Dan and I will have our predictions and projections coming up shortly. Uh, Jeff, you're on Tiger Talk. A 97 won the ticket. What's up, Jeff? Hey, Pat, Dan. How you guys doing? Good, Good. Jeff. How are you? Good, thank you. I, you know, I really don't see him going over 500. Um, the reason I say that, I think you've got Cleveland that's a very underrated team. I think they have one of the better young pitching staffs, possibly the best starting rotation in the Central. Um, and I think Kansas City's going to run away with it. And I think one of the problems the Tigers have is that we don't develop talent. We panic and sign a name. I mean, when you're talking about paying a Justin Upton $22 million a year, look what Cespedes signed for. What did he get, 24? $25 million, I mean, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, if you're going to do that, you might as well keep Cespedes. But I just, I think it's an overrated team. I, I think you know Victor's going to be kind of on the down end of his career. You don't know what you're going to get out of Sanchez. Um, Pelfrey was awful last year. Um, the bullpen is is still a big question mark, and, and they're a station to station team. They can't bunt, they can't hit and run, they can't do the little things like a Kansas City can, um, you know, to pull out a game and scratch out a run when they have to. Well, you know, I don't uh, agree with all those assessments, but uh, last year a lot of them that you're talking about were the case. You know, Sanchez wasn't healthy. Uh, Victor Martinez didn't have a good year. I, I expect some bounce backs uh, from Cabrera. I expect some development from younger players like McMahon or Mc, uh, McCann and uh, uh, Castellanos. I expect some uh, Daniel Norris to maybe come in. I don't agree with you necessarily about Pelfrey just from the standpoint that he did throw the ball well, and the, the analytics geeks love Pelfrey for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah, they do. You know? They do. But I, so, but, I, uh, I, you know, I, for I, me, um, you know, uh, you know, maybe, but 
You know, a lot of people agree with you, Jeff. They yeah, do. I would say the majority well, do. you know, the, the Vegas oddsmakers, you know, Vegas is a very rich city for a reason. <laughs> so if they're, if they're around that 75, 80 mark. Yeah, they're somewhere in that range, it looks like. Yeah. yeah. That's where most but people are predicting. I appreciate it, guys. I right. look forward to hearing, hearing you on the radio. But All right, Jeff. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, you know. But, uh, yeah, the, the, a lot of people agree with him. I mean, USA Today, fourth. There's no question. That, I saw he's got them solidly within two games of the 500 mark, I would say. I saw uh, the preseason magazines came out, and they before they uh, signed up. signing, yeah. And uh, they had them second but not making the playoffs, so would, which would be around 500 type right. of team. So. Right. So, I, so looking at our projections, and again, this I just like to figure out what's the war of each player. It's time, Dan. It's, replacement. I know we're down to the last for you two to, minutes. It's time for you to <laughs> make your prediction. But just to set it up, if you can predict war for, again, if you can predict the war for each player, and you add it up, add that number to forty-eight, and you'll have a team's win total. So I've got right now, and I'm not making any leaps of um, great faith here in terms of, like I have Ian Kinsler as a five-war player. He's averaged five and a half for the last three years. I have Miguel Cabrera as a six-war player. He's been as high as seven and a half, but I think he's going to have a monster year. I have J.D. Martinez as a four-war player, V-Mart as a two-war player, and I've got Upton as a three-and-a-half-war player. I don't think any of those are big, huge leap. No. Pitching side, I've got Verlander back to being a four-and-a-half, five-war pitcher. I really believe that. Zimmerman's averaged four-war a year the last three years. I've got him at three-and-a-half. Sanchez, two-and-a-half. Norris at two. And really, among the starters, that, that's it. To me, the key is going to be the guys that you and I were talking about earlier. Castellanos, McCann, right. Ghost, Iglesias combined for about three war last year. Right. If those four are more in the range of eight, nine war, now all of a sudden you've got a lot of value in position players. And on the pitching side, K-Rod, Justin Wilson, Alex Wilson, Blaine Hardy, those guys all ha- have to provide some value. But I've got this as a, as a 92-win team. As I added up the war, I'm going to subtract two because I was so bad last year and make it a 90-win team. Here's one other thing, Pat, that I think people should look at. To be a 90-win team, you've got to outscore your opponents by about 75 runs. That's the kind of the rule of thumb. So think about that. Tigers were outscored by 114 runs last year. That is a huge turnaround in one year if they're going to get to 90. I was looking at some of the starts. There were 50 starts last year made by guys named Green, Boyd, Lobstein, Wolf, and Farmer, and they pitched to a collective ERA of about six and a half. They won't have that this year. I'm assuming good health. That's an assumption I'm going to make, but they will not have that this year. That's a lot of bad pitching. Almost a third of your season went to five guys who combined for a 650 ERA, and I think that's where the improvement will come on the run prevention side. So I'll, but, stick with, I'll go with 90. Okay, well, 90. Uh, you know what? Uh, I'm going to join you in the 90-win category, but I feel kind of like a slappy doing it um, just because n- n- there seems to be not too many people nationally that seem to be doing it. So when I'm off that much compared to what uh, the national pundits are suggesting, and I have a lot of respect for them. I, like the guy was talking about Vegas and yeah. these magazines, these other writers, I do have a lot of respect for them. I don't think they're Just remember, most something. people can't predict a baseball season. It's impossible. <laughs> but, um, and, you know, and maybe I'm too close to the situation to see these guys every day and study them and literally think about the Tigers the 365 days a year. So I, I don't think about the Indians 365 days a year. You know, and they, they got me, Linder is a great player. He could be the next Carlos Correa. He could take yes. off. He was when he got, came up. So, 
you know, they might take off for no reason. Somebody else might in the division, White Sox, like some of these people think. But I think the Tigers have the best team. And they're they're invested in, in teams. And I do expect bounce backs from all these different guys that will be healthy. I think yeah. last year was a year in which everything that could go wrong did. did. And I think there might be a little bit of that everything that can go right will go right this year. And Kansas City may be the one that kind of get baseball for whatever reason. You know, and I know we study it so much. You and I are both very much into the metric aspect of it, too, and the technology of it that, you know, I follow pretty closely now, too. But I, I still think there's some kind of whimsical thing about it. that There's you, no question, Pat. It's like when the Red Sox won it a couple of years it's ago. Just, I never could have put it. What is it, last, last, first, last for the Red Sox the last yeah. four years? Sometimes then, the pieces just fit together right and everything clicks, and sometimes they just don't fit together. Anybody who thought that Koji Uehara was going to be the best closer in baseball and nobody could touch him with it. You know, right. They were, they were, Gets more swings and misses than anybody. Yeah. And uh, so that, that's factors that, uh, you know, go into it. So I will go with 90 wins. I am somebody so both at 90. I think they're going to be good this year. I really do. I, I kind of sense that, you know, that's again, the dumb, you know, just the uh, thing, but I, I, I have some reasons for, it. I didn't go over uh, each and every bit of the war with it and then go over every other team, which I would, if I were going to come right. down to some definitive thing, but off the top of my head, I'll say 92. So I'm, I'm optimistic that the Tigers will be good this year for right. all the fans Chuck out there. Chuck Keller is going to record this, and next year we'll either play it or won't. No, I'll remind <laughs> you if they're 90 that you talked me into it, and I'll blame you. Okay. Uh, coming up next, we'll talk to Tigers pitcher Annabelle Sanchez. It's Tiger Talk, a 97 won the ticket. Tiger Talk with Pat Caputo and Dan Dickerson on Tigers Radio. 97-1, the ticket. Here's the 3-2. Swing and a miss. Wow. Down and in. Baby, I love And it. Castro just waved. How about this? Eight consecutive outs have been strikeouts for Anibal Sanchez. Back to Dan Dickerson. Uh, Tiger Talk here on 97 won the ticket. And now we are going to be joined by Anibal Sanchez. Uh, how you doing? Uh, great to have you on today. And uh, looking forward. Spring training started. And uh, what's going on down there in Lakeland, Anibal? Uh, everything here, uh, warm, finally. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> warm is good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know it's freezing uh, over there. But, yeah, so far the, we got just a couple of days when spring training start. And, um, you know, everything is looking great. A lot of the, the new guys that we have is, you know, it's really good personalities and uh, really good pitchers too. So tomorrow we had the first workout with the whole team so you know after tomorrow we're gonna see what kind of what kind of team we have we're like we've got right now we have pretty solid solid team in there in all aspects yeah you really i mean you could sense it at tiger fest couldn't you and you all that uh, this the guys were excited about the moves that had been made and the talent on this team just kind of describe what, what you look at as as this team gets ready to, as you said for the first full squad workout tomorrow in terms of what do you guys have? You know, you know, right now, you know, everything is easier for for everybody. It's, uh, it's more the people try to get ready for for the you know for the games. It's gonna start in a in a week, and uh, you know, spring training is a process to get ready for for the season. Right now, you know, everybody just you know personally, like you know, everybody try to meet uh, everyone, you know, like on the team what kind of the person they are and uh, because at the end we spend more time with with the teammates that are that are family so 
uh, we can say we are a family in the clubhouse. But right. right now it's, it's easier. Right now it's not like harder. But I think uh, you know everything is, is going to be fine and excited for everybody during the season. Anibal, compare as you start spring training now, and I know it can get to be drudgery, but I know you, you're also excited about this year to begin because you're feeling very good. For Tigers fans, give them a feel for how much better you feel now than maybe at the end of last year or even during the season last year. For for me? Yeah. Yeah, last year, you know, was like a really up and down season for me. Like, uh, personally, that uh, you know, the injuries coming at the end of the season, uh, you know, uh, if not just for me, a lot of a lot of injury we have on the team. We were, I think that's the that's why the team uh, finished in the last play for the art division. But this year, you know, I prepare a lot in the off season. You know, uh, I working I working really hard, like you know, like other guys and the, on the team. But uh, you know, I come to a spring training like different. You know, try to do the uh, my my job in uh, like. Uh, massage you know up uh on the training room and on the weight room to get ready and healthy during the season well talking to andy about sanchez tigers pitcher bouncing back uh from an injury plague last year and the year before you know last year was a seemed like a really strange season for you Andy ball because the two previous seasons you gave up four home runs and you gave up nine of uh, the year and then last year you gave up uh, it was 29 or, or something along those lines in 157 innings. What was the difference there that was completely out of character for the way you pitch? What happened? Was there a reason for it? And uh, did it have something to do with uh, you know, some of your injury issues? Um, you know what? For for the Homer situation, I don't know what happened. Is uh, That's kind of the season that you don't know what's going on, even because it's no, it's no. I, I don't was it different than the the 2014, because you know I I, I had like uh, you know like 10 or 12 games with just three or four he, but right. all of them was homer. So <laughs> it was weird. It seemed like that, every ball hitting the yeah, air hard really went weird. out. Like, uh, like <laughs> I remember, <laughs> I remember that game, one game against uh, uh, um, Baltimore. They just got five he, four homers. <laughs> And I'm like, it's crazy. It's not like a bad game because at the end, if you throw eight innings with five hit, right, you'll be fine. Right. But like, five, when you got like a four homer, you say like, okay, that's something's wrong right now. But at the end, you just every contact was homer. Every, it's not like a, a bad a ground ball or strike him out. It's not because I struck him out one day, twelve guys in uh, three hit, three homers. I pitched really good in. Uh, I remember pitched really good against a. Uh, Seattle in Seattle, and I got three homers in that game with nothing. And like, you know, it's it's something that I can't explain with that, but it's something that I learned. Well, I, I there was my, there was one point. I think it might have been the game against Baltimore. You're very, you're very calm out there. You you just move on from what happened. You don't show that much emotion about a home run. But I remember one point you just kind of threw your arms up. It might have been that game where I was like. Every ball that was hit up in the air seemed to go out. And, yeah. And it was completely it, it, out of character for you know, the way he had pitched uh, the couple years before. I I don't even know if you can explain it. Yeah, no, it's something that I can't explain. I, I would love God like, explain all that and I'll work for something like, uh, you know, but that's happened at the end, you know, it's easy to resolve. So I don't want to think about anymore what happened. I know right now 
I need to talk a lot about what happened last year because the season is not even a start. But I just want to move on. Like you said, I just want to move on. I just want to shake everything happened <laughs> last year and come into this year different, stronger, do something that, I, you know, more like uh, the people see in 2012, 13, and 14. Not that kind of picture that the, most of the Detroit fans saw in uh, 2015. Yeah. Uh, I'll talk a little bit about uh, the way Justin Verlander finished, what you saw, and the addition of Jordan Zimmerman has just been a rock for Washington the last four or five years. I mean, this, this guy is a heck of an addition. Just talk about how, I mean, that that's a heck of a threesome if you're back to being the guy we know to start a rotation. Yeah, the, that's what, uh, you know, I think that's, that's what the, the, the first three spot right now. And uh, for, uh, I want to start with Verlander. Verlander this year is look, look amazing. Physical, uh, I never saw Verlander like stronger like this year. He's, he, I know he's working pretty hard in the off season. He's ready. I saw a couple of bullpen of him. He throw pretty hard right now. I think he's he can throw like a like a how he finished la, last year. Yeah. He finished. He got really good finish last year. So I think he bring he's gonna bring a lot of good stuff for this year. I think uh, I probably can say like uh, Berlandi is gonna be like a, you know everybody knows like he used to do early in his career. So he's he's pretty strong right now, and I, and I like it the way he's he is right now. For Zimmerman, I know this guy for <clears throat> when he played in Washington. I faced him a couple of times and uh, I pitched against him a couple of times too. So this this guy, he's a pretty strong guy. He's throw hard. He's really he got really good mechanic. He's explosion guy. And uh, he, that addition is make really really solid the rotation that we have right now. Andy Bell, we appreciate the time and uh, good luck to you in spring training in the coming season. And uh, good luck. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, sir. Thank you. See you Thank in a few days. Thank you. That's Anibal Sanchez. Dan enjoyed it. Uh, you're heading down to Florida uh, soon. Heading and, down uh, on Saturday, and uh, I think that's one of the key guys for the whole season right there because if he pitches like we know he can, and there were games where he pitched well, like you said, good stuff, and he gave up home runs, then the whole rotation looks different, and I think it makes uh, makes this season a whole lot different. But uh, enjoy it and uh, look forward to uh, opening day and the start of a great baseball season. Can't, Can't wait, wait to hear the first broadcast. Uh, coming up, was it the 29th? First. The first. March 1st against uh, right. Baltimore, right? Uh, I believe. Pittsburgh. It's Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh yep. uh, from uh, uh, Joker March and Stadium. March 1st. Uh, yes. Looking forward here. to it. Pat, always a lot of fun on this show. I yes. really enjoyed our shows this year. Uh, so did I, Dan. I always appreciate it. And uh, gosh, I'm I'm going to be sad. I'm crying a little bit of tears. <laughs> Got to wait a whole year for this again. Anyway, uh, Dan Dickerson, it's great. Uh, coming up next, another great uh, broadcasting legend, Kenny Cal, join me inside Hockey Town. Coming up next on 97.1 The Ticket.